It's trade deadline day in the National Hockey League. And officially, it is over. Now, from all our experiences in the past, doesn't mean that new news won't come in. We've heard trades as mo- uh, most recently of, of Mott from Vancouver to the New York Rangers. Yep. I assume we're going to hear a little bit more. Remember, uh, all you have to do is uh, get a hold of the National Hockey League and put your trade request in. Is that what it is? Just tell them, hey, we have something? Exactly. By 3 o'clock? And you wait. It's been described to me as uh, a, a busy airline. Really? Where your, your, your planes line up yeah. and you wait for clearance. Okay. So but as long as you're in the line. As long as you are in the system prior to 3 p.m. Eastern, you will get your trade in. In the past, we've heard some trades not be public until, you know, 3.30, yeah. 4 o'clock. My sources are saying no chicken, Kipper. No, that one was a long shot at yeah. best. Uh, I would have assumed that uh, Arizona held on to their trade demand of, what, three pieces, four pieces. If you go months ago, we we, we talked about something that uh, would look like a Jack Eichel trade mm-hmm. was the demand, and it never wavered. Right. And you still got, uh, you still have three more years of taking a crack at Jake, Jacob Chikrin, uh for his uh, AAV of, of four and a half million. But we're happy you're here wherever you're watching, listening, downloading us on your favorite podcast platform, Sportsnet 590, The Fan, yep. or YouTube. We're glad you're along for the ride. And I got to tell you, off the top, disappointing trade deadline for me. Uh, what was going to turn From out... From Leafs perspective? Yes. This falls into the Leaf perspective because... I was really looking forward to Harry Carey Sateri playing for the <laughs> Toronto Maple Leafs. Hi, everybody. Harry Carey here. I don't know what the big deal about Cracker Jack is. Did you ever go and buy a pack of Cracker Jack thinking you'd get a prize and find no prize in the box? No, we lost them. <laughs> Harry Carey Sateri was claimed off of waivers at noon today by Arizona. Very disappointing. Is it? Like, honestly, like, I, okay. I would have had fun with Harry Carey Sateri for the rest of the year. So it, it seems like it'd be hey! a, CBA, a CBA violation. But, like, could Arizona have just claimed him and then traded him back for a seventh no. or something? No, you can't do no, that? No, I don't okay. think so. I think once you're claimed, I think you're locked in. Okay. We also have Sammy McKee and Derek Brandale. Uh, perfect timing on the Harry Carey by Derek. That was just awesome. Beautifully done. So, Yeah. Trade deadline's passed. No word on anything trickling in for the Toronto Maple Leafs at the last minute here. Uh, we're waiting on Dubis to address the media. He's going to address the media. We'll take a little bit of that live. And now confirmed, he will speak to you fellas at 4.30 on okay. our show. Nice. So awesome. lots of Dubis today. Lots of questions, hey! too. <laughs> on on how, how we lost Harry carries to Terry. <laughs> so, yeah. Hey, it's lots of movement. Maybe not a ton of impact players going, but it looks like Cop and Mott, both of... Uh, uh, Borny's yeah. infatuation, both of his crushes, yeah. gone to the Rangers, who are really solidifying their bottom six here. So They needed help there. Those are great gets for the Rangers. I'll tell you what. Thanks to Coleman and Goudreau, the price of a, a legitimate third liner now mm-hmm. is off the charts. Like, that's the demand right, right there. Solidifying your checking line. We saw Tampa Bay do it. Yep. Uh, well, I mean, and Colin now we're Blackwell seeing the Rangers. came at a pretty good price. 
And I all told, if you I consider him in the same? No, 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 no. Okay. I got him on the fourth line. Yeah. Serviceable player. I mean, I like him. I, I think he's, I know he's not a big fella, and I know he's not a pure scorer, but good, good defensive metrics. We'll, we'll he's get into that. Okay, okay. Giordano yep. uh, and the trade with Seattle. But, uh, you know, just following off my Harry Carey Sateri, mm-hmm. what does it mean for the Leafs? We had spoken in the last week, 10 days, about the Leafs needing a goaltender. You thought for sure that there was going to find a way to unload Mrazic other than putting him on waivers and relieving how much? 1.2? 1. 1. 1.125 1. or something. Like which means that you still carry roughly 2.6, million. Yeah. Lots. That's lots to carry. And I think part of this, Kipper, is it's lots of, lots to carry until the playoffs. And I think that that works in Shelgren's favor, you know, given their cap situation of Muzzin comes back, you know, when they get to the playoffs. And this is something I'll ask Dubas about when he's on, you know, do you still see Mrazek as the backup? And right now, is it just a financial thing that he can't be? I don't think it was from lack of trying on Kyle Dubas right. with, with a goaltender. He knocked on doors. My understanding was that uh, a second rounder was offered to Chicago for Fleury. Mm-hmm. At the end, he didn't want to come to Toronto. Didn't really? Didn't want Edmonton. Really? Yeah. He wanted Minnesota? By the way, Raquel to Pittsburgh. Very close to Chicago. So the family can come in. Oh, That's the deal. Geographic. Geographic. Like Minnesota's team, like the fact that they could be in the thick of things, they've got a chance to to potentially get to a conference final mm-hmm. and close to Chicago where his family will remain. There's, I like that you said they have is. a chance to get to the conference final and very specifically didn't say Stanley Cup final because <laughs> Colorado does exist. Well, du- <laughs> Dubas is coming up now, boys, if we want to hear from him for a little yeah, bit. Yeah, let's, let's pick up a little bit on that. Cool. All righty. Welcome back. Um, thanks for gathering here um final tally in the trade season is uh, adding Ilya labushkin mark giordano colin ba- uh, colin blackwell carter hutton and a third in 2022 with uh, nick ritchie travis dermott second second third and third uh going out so um uh, that's uh that's how we'll roll the rest of the year Obviously excited uh, about the prospects of the rest of the year with our club and where we've come throughout the season. We've also got uh, Rasmus Sandin going on injured reserve with a knee injury today. So um, it's too bad for him. Um, obviously, excellent young player for us. Uh, would have been a valuable uh, stretch run for him, but uh, he'll be out with, uh, with a knee injury uh, for the foreseeable future, and we'll update that as we know more uh, later on during the week during Sheldon's availabilities and such or, or through the uh, media relations team. So... Having said that, I'll turn it over to everybody for questions. How much did the, the Rasmus injury sort of affect what you did? Uh, with Jordano? With Jordano, or maybe did you consider keeping Travis or like anything like that? Uh, no. Um, it, it, uh, the, the Sandine injury was um, those other two moves were already well in, in motion, so we got word of that. Um, we got word of his uh, results uh, following the the, uh, the trade calls there uh, yesterday or right in between. It was quite a hectic afternoon. So when exactly we got the uh, results of the scan on his knee, uh, not exactly sure, but those two trades were, were rolling uh, prior to that. What excites you most about Mark Giordano bringing to the group? Uh, I think the, the quality of player he, uh, he still is, um, you know, is, is the, the most exciting part of it. 
for us, Luke. He, um, you know, just in watching him throughout the year, we played against him a lot last year, obviously, with, uh, with the division being what it was in, in Canada. And, uh, and then watching him this year uh, with Seattle, a variety of different partners that they had him with, um, just still feel like he's got a lot left uh, to give as a, as a player. I think um, his intelligence with the puck, his ability to move the puck up the ice, his ability to defend, and then um, that's first and foremost. He's still a very quality player in the league. And then secondly, um, just his competitiveness uh, and the way he defends and, and his ability to play against uh, good players still and play both special teams and be versatile uh, was really important to us. So we're excited about that. All the subjective uh, leadership experience, competitive stuff is is important. But first and foremost, we brought him in because we think he's a very good player and going to help us a lot as a hockey team. Did you feel more pressure or more willingness to get over the line knowing what the rest of the division had done? And what did you make what the rest of the division had done sort of in the 20 20- yeah, we, we had our plan going in, and, and certainly you, you can you, you go into every trade down and you think, or every every season, every trade down, you're competing against those other teams, and you expect every team is going to do all they can to improve themselves. Uh, everything we did was just to abide by the plan that we had uh, going in and, and not be too reactive and not feel that because other teams were spending uh, more or, or evaluating players differently that we had to react to that. So just stick with our plan and roll, and, and we feel we stack up well against those clubs. A couple of weeks ago, you talked about your goaltending and you had faith in them. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's still been kind of rocky. Does the, the fact what you've done or, or didn't do show faith that you think that you can get Jack back up to the level that he's shown in the past? Well, Jack's always done that. I mean, Jack, uh, it's it's not always been a, a straight path for Jack Campbell. You know, he's gone from being a star player at 16-17 for the U.S. Uh, World Junior Team, struggling and uh, the OHL struggling to find it as a pro, and the one thing about him is he always finds a way to to bounce back. He's a competitor, and I think he thrives when when there's doubts, and he thrives when things get rocky. And for me, being a goaltender here in Toronto, you have to have that quality, and he has it. And um, I think that the injury with him may have come at a. You never want a player to get injured, but I think it may come at a very positive time for him to get get back working on his game, get things stabilized, and uh, and get uh, ready to roll for the stretcher in the playoffs. So it was good to see him back on the ice the last few days. And, and uh, I wasn't there today, obviously, but I saw him at the beginning when he first was on with Steve. And uh, looks like he's getting close, so we're excited for that and excited the way that uh, Eric Shelgren has stepped up here in the in the interim. And, and um, you know, it's, it's been a, a positive week on that front for us. Peter, what was the conversation like with uh, Peter Razek when you told him to go on Those are never fun conversations. I think thing about Peter that uh, that's most impressive is that regardless of what anyone says or or, or um, the way that things are going he has a strong belief in himself and it's not a arrogant uh, way or anything like that he's just he's been a good goalie in the league for a long time and if his confidence was starting to waver or his belief was starting to waver I'd be really concerned but uh, he's we just got to continue as I think as Sheldon said today uh, he's just got to continue to come and work and find his game, get better, and, and nobody wants to do that more than Peter. So obviously it was it was done for, for salary cap reasons and, and just to give us the greatest flexibility possible. I hate to do that to anybody, but you, you have to do what you have to do to give the team the best chance to be as flexible as possible and have different players return during the year, and so that's why we did it. You signed this guy for three years of nearly $4 million. I mean, how surprising and disappointing is it like how, how his season has gone up to now? Injuries aside, it just hasn't looked like himself. Yeah, I, I think that uh, you, when whenever you make any decision on any player, it comes with the risk that it's not going to be... I, I'd love for them all to come in and play at their best every single game, and they all look 
Uh, they all look like brilliant signings, trades, draft picks, but it's unfortunately in, in this business that we've chosen, it's not the way it goes. And I think the onus comes onto, onto me to set the tone of the organization to help him get back to where he needs to be. If he had no record or a very short sample size of being a quality goalie in the league, I'd be more concerned. The other thing that uh, keeps me optimistic about Peter is that uh, he's been able to come through stretches like this in his career before and bounce back. And like I said, same thing with Jack. I think especially playing here in a market like this where there's a greater amount of scrutiny um, and and a greater amount of attention paid to it, that having that confidence that you've gone through something like this before and come through it is, is vital, and he has. So now it's just about putting the work in and finding himself, and, and I think he will. All right. We're back. That has been Kyle Dubas. Uh, Kipper, any uh, major takeaways from what Kyle had to say? Just <laughs> all but... Admitting that he was in cap jail yeah. and there was just not much wiggle room mm-hmm. at all for him. And it's hard to keep up with the Joneses. Boston, Tampa Bay, Florida. They went in big. Yeah, they did. The unfortunate part was for Kyle and his team, it was it's kind of written up already with the significant uh, signings of his big boys and no no cap growth mm-hmm. they needed cap growth to have a window of opportunity to add to a Marner and a Matthews and a Tavares and a Nylander. yeah it just it never came and and today for leaf fans they they paid the price in terms of trying to add and and build on what they have already it is what it is your boy Domi went to carolina by the way it got done yeah Sounds like it. Um, yeah, no, it's uh, you know it's one of those things where if I look, step back and look at the changes they made to the roster with the additions of uh, Labushkin and Giordano and Colin Blackwell, it's easy to look at the team and say that this is a better hockey team than they were. At the same time, there's some frustration. I think not frustration, just you'd you'd hoped, right? You you see what Florida does, you see what Tampa does. And, you know, it's good for us if the Leafs do well. It's good for our show. It's good for Toronto as a city. We want that to happen. So It's good for my mental state. It's good for Sammy's mental health. Yes. So we're, you know, it's they are a better team. Their healthy decor is a, a very yep. good decor. But, you know, you see the good teams getting better around you, and it's tough to, to not feel like you're at best kept up the deadline. How are you, Sam, as, as Leaf Nation? You watch today. You watch what other teams have done. Unfortunately for the Leaf fans, the last month, there's there's been some oil leaking mm-hmm. to the point where people were saying we need a goalie, we need a defenseman, and we need a forward to play mm-hmm. with Tavares and Nylander. Mm-hmm. He, how, how much I, I still how much is enough? I am still deeply concerned about the goaltending position of the Toronto Blues. <laughs> you know what? If you're not and you're a Leafs fan, you're not paying Listen, close attention. I, I think, I think they really, they obviously. I mean, this is not a breaking news. They obviously think Jack Campbell's going to come back and be closer to a league average goaltender than he no, was. Sam or uh, Sammy, they have no choice. Yes, they had no choice but to stick with it and. I like the Giordano pickup. I do. I think that really solidifies the back end. That gives you three legit pairs, I think, once Muzzin gets back healthy. And um, Keith was saying today that he's getting closer. So I do like the Giordano pickup. I like the familiarity between him and Brody as a possibility. 
I, I like that. But I, you know, I think Blackwell is a fine pickup. I'm not really sure a whole lot about him. Apparently, they liked him in New York. He's good depth center. Small, but good depth center. I just, all of this can just be undone completely by, you know, I'm picturing game one against the Tampa Bay Lightning and four goals go in the net. We're wondering if Eric Schulgren's going to be playing in the second game. It just, it's, I know they didn't have a lot of options, but it's just a very concerning thought. Before we get into uh, the depth of maybe the blue line with Giordano, uh, there were opportunities to try to get, as I said earlier in the show, Mark andre Fleury. That didn't happen. We saw one goalie get moved today, and that was Scott Wedgwood mm-hmm. to Dallas. He was offered to the Toronto Maple Leafs. Kyle said no. Would you have been feeling better with Wedgwood than what no. is there now? No. I think, I think really the only scenario for me where I feel much better about the goaltending situation is it's... Flurry or bust, I think, right? I think that's how most Leaf fans feel. Like, sure, you could talk I, to me. I would have liked the Wedgwood thing had they been able to get Mrazek the other way yeah. for the money. But, yeah. you know, that, I think leading up to the, the deadline, I had been talking about Wedgwood as an option, and I wanted it with Whit Mrazek going the other way and something else. Um, but, yeah, no, Wedgwood for me is... Yeah, exactly. You know, is he any better than Mrazek trying again or Harry Sateri's corpse or... Harry Carey. Harry Carey Sateri. Harry Hakeri. You know, or uh, Shelgren. I don't know. So, no, it doesn't phase me all that much. One so, that's uh, Jack Campbell skating. We mm-hmm. assume that he could be within a week, 10 days from playing again. Okay. You think we- that we- long for Campbell? Uh, yeah. You said week, 10 days? Well, yeah. come on. He's been off for a while here. Right. You're going to give him a week. Yeah. Give him seven days. Okay. Right? Peter Morazic. I think what we'll see now is the ability to save, uh, I don't know, a little cash here and there, up and down. I don't know. You carry three, you, 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 right? Yeah, what do so, you do? Well, to me, this is a thing with Mrazic where, you know, in order to get Muzzin back, they just have too much money. So I think Mrazic stays in the minors with his one point whatever, right, free for the – Shelgren's going to be with the Leafs, I think, until playoffs. Mm-hmm. And then I think – or until there's enough guys on long-term IR I just, that Mrazic can I, come back. I, I think it's going to be one of those where we could see Mrazic practicing with the Marlies and then the Comes day up on of, game days. Uh, plays, plays a, a game That's and, a and gets, his, uh, gets his salary yeah. back uh, on the board. And you, you juggle all of that. Now, mm-hmm. you know – I think, you, by the way, in playoffs, it's the two of them still. It's Mrazek and uh, Campbell. I don't think Shelton's yeah, in. I think so, yeah. too. And you, you've you got, what, just uh, 20 games to go here. Plenty of time for them to work on their game. Yeah. Uh, Shelgren had, a, I think, a, a pretty strong outing, to be honest with you, against Nashville. I thought he made some... Ten bell saves. Yeah, first period was he. Uh, he was the only reason they were in the game. Well, what could the score have been? Yeah, it was could have been a lot more. If, I mean, so he'll definitely get more games here. So for sure. if he's good enough down the stretch, you could talk me into being uh, Campbell and him in playoffs. I'm not saying he's not going to be it. I think so, it's most likely it's Mrazek once the cap goes away. Yeah. So, so what do you guys think of the Giordano thing? Yeah, let's dig in. So I, uh, I mean, love it. Marcio Giordano, I, I watched a bunch of his games recently and tried to make a little bit of a video analysis of the guy so, to get a s- assessment for what he is. And man, he's still really, really good. And I know that people know that. But I mean, he's a guy who can come here and play 20 minutes, yeah, take on some defensive assignments. I, I, I don't see that. You don't? I, 
No, I, I don't want a soon to be forty year old playing twenty minutes every other night. I think I think that was it's an not issue. Ideal. In Calgary it was an issue. Yeah. And in Seattle on such a weak team, he was able to accumulate some points. But I don't see him a top four defenseman anymore. Yeah. And maybe he still is on the Toronto Maple Leafs. But on a team that I think is contending for a Stanley Cup, right. I am much more comfortable him being in, in the third pair. So I think they mentioned the versatility that they really like. And I think what's nice about him is let's say you're right and he's going to play third pair, 16, 17 minutes. If there's an injury or a guy down, he's got to play 20 for a night. I'm he can. Sure. He yes. can. He can be that and, guy and for And not a night. embarrass himself. Sure. So looking at the D pairs, I mean, it's a pretty good... If you have Muzzin healthy, I don't know if you'd want to leave Riley with Labushkin, but if you do, then you can go Giordano, Brody, Muzzin Hall, or Muzzin Sandine. You know, like, that's a pretty good six all the way through. And your other option then is to leave uh, Brody with Riley. You can do Giordano with Hall or Sandine, and then Muzzin with Labushkin is a true shutdown pair. Like, you have options now, Kipper. I like... I like a healthy Leafs decoy. The, the one thing that I, I have concerns still about uh, Geo is uh, pace of play and whether it will match up with how quick the Toronto Maple Leafs want to play. And it's not and just play. I worry about his foot speed and the style of play with the Toronto Maple Leafs. Like, and we see their D jumping up on rushes. We see their D aggressive on the pinches. Mm-hmm. Does he follow suit? Well, he does like to jump. I hope he doesn't. I hope they say we got enough guys who score. We got enough D who jump up. You you, you defend. You want Giordano to play uh, that two hundred foot type of game? I'll where take one hundred and seventy or something. Would he's be coming fine. back. So I, that's no. that's a concern for me as well. Yeah, and I got to be honest with you guys. I, I thought the Leafs paid a good price for him. A fair and price or too much? I, I'm just every the whole talk was no first rounder, no first rounder. Mm-hmm. I'm. I don't know. I mean, when when you're talking about first round picks that can fall anywhere between twenty and thirty, which what what are the Leafs now? Six overall, seventh overall. Yeah. So let's just say it's a twenty third pick overall. I'm almost willing to give up that twenty third overall pick to keep two seconds and a third. Like if you want to do analytics, tell me what the analytics are on on players past. 15 because once you get past a 15 if you think the draft is fairly deep in the first round there is such a drop-off and i don't know where that drop-off is but there's a there's a there's there's a cutoff line where between 20 and 50 or 60 that you are picking names out of a hat yeah and i'm just wondering would they have been better off giving up the first and keeping two seconds and a third. If they had given up a first, you'd have been going mental here today. No, the least traded a first no, for a rental. But not, no, no, not for him. Just get the first yeah. in other conversations. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? That's that, my point. I yeah. would never want them to give up a first okay. for Giordano. Right. But what I would want them to do is take that first and go go, go shop it somewhere else. And, and what the level could come back yeah is it past a a 38 year old with over a thousand games so like jt miller that was the question i was going to ask you guys is are you surprised here after 3 p.m and we we know that the lease are done that in this big of a year with the stakes that are on the line and we know the conversations around kyle dubas's job and everything that's happened 
are you surprised we're sitting here still with him having his first round pick for next year? Because I have to admit, I'm pretty surprised I that it he, wasn't he, wasn't used. I, I think he made a mistake. He should have shopped it. I agree. I, I, this is such a massive year. You look around mm-hmm. the division and you get Giordano. That's great. I think it's a great trade to get Giordano. But I think it's hard to look at this and not be like, but who I was him? super, like, gu- you know, I was super, I was okay. super gun shy about the Felino thing. I don't want to give up. I don't want to get burned with the I, first again. I, I, let me have it. I would have gone two first and Nick Robertson for JT Miller. You would have gone that much. Eh? Yes, he's got one more year. Two, two more years. Well, this 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 run yeah. and next year's run, yeah. which falls in right in the wheelhouse of. Austin Matthews having two more legitimate Correct, runs yeah. with him before you worry about him leaving for free agency. Yeah. You know, it... it and he is arguably one of the best left-wingers in the game. For sure. But how does that work with money? Well... Five million. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, not, a, it's not crazy. Yeah. You needed... You, you would have had to build something out where... Whether it's Kerfoot out... Yeah. Uh, or you throw in... You know, uh, a Lilligren. Right. But I don't think his five-plus million, 5.2, I think, if I'm not mistaken, was crazy in terms of trying to fit that in. That's not a that's not a 2.30 Eastern on trade deadline day. Mm-hmm. That's something that should have been built in the last two weeks, three mm-hmm. weeks. Uh, you know what, though, Kipper? I just feel like if we're sitting here and they've traded for Miller, and the back end is Dermot's gone, Sandine's hurt, Muzzin's hurt, and you're looking at the decor going, well, it's Lilligren time. You know, Lilligren and Hall and Riley, I feel like we're like, you can't win with that decor. Yeah. You know, like it's, listen, I, I know Miller's a wonderful player. It's, they're in a position with the salary cap, and you mentioned that, where they just couldn't patch every hole. Yeah. You know, you're kind of doing triage on. I have great value in, in two seconds and a third. And again, that's for a 38-year-old who's a little slower and doesn't match up well for the pace of play of your hockey team. But I think that is a good matchup. And a rental. I think it's a good matchup because he's not the same thing. It's someone different. Like, you and I talked about this when we went to the Rangers game. was like, what D do you want to see coming over the boards when it's 2-1 to for the Leafs? You know, Giordano's another guy. You see his name bar come over and you're like, okay, he's going to make good decisions. He's going to be, you know, he's going to... That's one thing with him is his hockey IQ is so so good that you trust him. And I understand the boots are not what they used to be. Well, but yeah. I, you may be right. You may you may be the perfect and Labushkin has come in and he is a different look and I've I've talked about that, but it's been a good fit so far. Yeah. And the thing that uh our boy Mike Kelly put out a good breakdown of uh of Giordano and he said that doesn't turn the puck over at all one of the lowest turnover rates in the NHL in the last couple of years, which I think is very good. I don't mean to assault a guy who has just left town in Travis Dermott, but the, the one to cock in the Emmy and OT yes. did come yeah. to my mind and when he's they went a, Dermott. Yeah. Still make a good first pass, break up the cycle a little bit. Like I, I yeah. do think that there's parts of his game that the Leafs lack that he could really bring in, but I do understand Kipper's point saying that this is a fast team. They want to play with speed. They want to play with a dynamic sort of skill and pace. Like That's their biggest asset. And Giordano is not that no, at this point in his not. career. He no. does have, he has issues trying to get up and down the ice. I find because he used to be really aggressive, like up up the ice, that it's tougher to get back on that. So sometimes he has to make the decision where he's going to sag back and not do the things he's best at. But again, 
It you could know, be all this could be. Prices paid around the league for D. Like I, look what Sherratt went for. Yeah, I like I like the Miller idea, and I wouldn't have. I I think that'd be a huge price to pay for for huge, the Leafs. But huge. I think at this point of their trajectory, it's something yes. that would have been okay with a lot of the fans. But I also look at Kyle Dubas saying all of this could be a complete moot point with our goaltending situation. And do I really want to mortgage it? But then the other side is he might not be here to make those picks. So it's a tough battle. That's why they get paid the big bucks, I guess. But yeah. I, I would have been happy with that trade for sure. Sammy sounds like he's playing tennis with himself. There. I am. <laughs> I am. <laughs> no good. Good, but no good. Good. I feel like that's the Toronto Maple Leaf experience. It is. Goaltending is just haunts me every day. It's all I think about. Yeah. All right, let's get into uh, the injury front. And again, the beauty of social media is people are were speculating about the Sandine news that this was going to free up more space. They were going to go after a big fish. It never happened. Out of assets, too. Like, how many yeah. second, thirds you, can you throw away? You're not throwing away your first, as we just stipulated. Sandine, I hear, is a significant injury, guys. Oh, really? Yes. You know what's crazy, Kipper? Is So, I watched the game back to see where the injury yeah. might have happened. And he plays until, like, a minute and a half left. And yeah. he's skating great. So, it must have happened earlier in the game. I, I, I don't know. But then he played through the game. So, it must be like an MCL? Something gave out on him got to be an MCL because ACL you're not coming back it might want it might be one of those where you feel something but it's not enough to leave the game yeah and then still going and then uh, you feel it you go get an x-ray MRI reveals something different here but this is again significant right Sandine out Jordano in Mm -hmm. are you is it a wash? Is it right? Well, I think it prevents you from seeing your best looks. The interesting, I'm interested to see Muzzin's, how long it's going to take for him to come back. Because it's become clear now they didn't try to spend his money mm-hmm. like they were going into LTIR. So Muzzin's coming back soonish, I think. Right? I, I would think another was, a week, 10 days, and the same thing for uh, yeah. uh Jack Campbell. It was uh, Dubas addressed it later in the in the in the press conference, saying that they wanted to make sure. Jake got NHL games before coming back, and the AHL games would have shortchanged him. Basically, is what they said. So. Yeah, sounds fair. Makes makes a lot of sense. So, so then I'm looking at for D pairs. You're doing Muzzin and Hall, Giordano, Brody, uh, Riley Labushkin. Great. And when Sandine's back, if you feel like you know you want to plug him in somewhere, fine. You know, obviously, the Lilligren's been very good for them this season. You know, he, he's played up and down the lineup and, and really staked a claim as an NHL player, but I don't think he's a part of their six, let alone seven, come the postseason. Just a guess. I think that's fair. Yeah. So then Kasha, also out. Um, will be did you guys see my tweet? I did see your tweet. How, how was it received, by the way? No, I thought it was well received for something that people could have intentionally read the wrong way. What way? Well, there's a lot oh, of people so who be like, a guy got Kipper. hurt, you're insensitive, you know, you're... Okay, let's, just, let's just, just just check out of the year 2022 for one second, <laughs> okay. all right? And let's just go to some facts here. Yeah. This guy doesn't know how to body check. I think that's fair. I Maybe I would phrase it more gentler, but oh, that's okay. not your style. He, he knows how to get body checked. <laughs> I just wanted to make it clear... Mm in my tweet that you will leave yourself vulnerable if you don't exercise some basic fundamentals when it comes to body checking. Yeah. And 
The good news is, and I, I, I say everything tongue-in-cheek. I, I hope you know that I by do now. Know. I, okay. I got you dialed. I'm glad that he's okay. Yeah. I'm glad that the Leafs are telling everybody that he's walking around and he wants to play Saturday, and that is awesome. That's some quote, but anyway, he wants to play Saturday. But can someone also say, if he does play Saturday, somebody's got to teach him how to body check between now and then because all that will happen is he will go out and he'll get hurt again. It's really tough. It's a tough spot. He's an NHL player who scores and scores and hits and forechecks and plays, and he's awesome until he gets, you know, once every so often he gets clipped. I don't know that you can. The only way to take that element out of his game is to ask him to stop playing the way he plays. I don't know if he's suddenly going to learn to body check. Like, yeah. What do you ask him to do differently? Well, first of all, don't lead with your head. Pick the right shoulder, angle properly, make sure you're you're stable, you got a center of gravity before you start lunging or looking like Bambi on ice. Yeah. I know I listen, I wrote about it. I wrote an article and check it out on sportsnet.ca. Will they have him available for playoffs cuz he has a pattern of putting himself in bad spots. And like most players, when you get them cheap, there there is some underlying kind of reason why they are bargain basement prices like Bunting and like Kasha. And for Kasha, unfortunately, it is he cannot stay healthy. That's mm-hmm. been the knock on him all this time. And it's hard because we see what we see with him and he can be a very effective player. And to all those points that you just made, but what good is it? If I can't count on you being there when I need you the most. I think that's, that's a fair point. And that's something that is going to dog him, you know, over the course of his career, however long it may be. If he plays like this and continually gets hurt, it can't be all that much longer. So hopefully he does change the way he plays and finds a way to remain effective within that. I have to imagine now that the deadline has passed, you know, the, the injury to caution may change this, but I have to imagine we're not going to see Nick Robertson anymore like i felt like it was a showcase give him an opportunity it's just it has not worked and i think now the addition of blackwell kind of uh, takes up one of those wing positions and i like where do you like blackwell in the lineup i, I think i think in, on my fourth line it, it has to start there and yeah. it, can he be one of those guys can step in temporarily do i see him Having a significant role, say, beside Tavares and Nylander? No, I, I don't. You don't, eh? I don't. I mean, the, the reputation is, you know, little wrecking ball at 5'9". Competitive. Right? Works. Like, makes an impact on shifts. He was on pace for almost 20 with the Rangers in 57 games, on pace for almost 20 with Seattle this year. So he shoots it in once in a while. Very competitive. And Which that, is great. Love that down the lineup. I just, at the end of the day, I watched, again, Toronto and Nashville, and I saw a big fish eating little fishes out there. I thought Nashville ran the Leafs pretty hard Mm -hmm. to the point where you lost Kasha, you lost Sandine, you watch Forsberg run over Hall, who runs over his own goalie. I mean, those are images that I I see. And you want to talk about crossbars and a little bounce here and there, and could it have changed the game? Yeah. I don't watch Saturday thinking that the Leafs with a couple of bounces could have won that game. You know what I see? 
I see Toronto and Nashville in a seven-game series, and I wonder what would be left of the Leafs. So let me ask you this then. Do you think that this Leafs team, which is fifth or sixth in the NHL, which just added Mark Giordano and and Blackwell, uh, almost got Harry Carey Terry, um, do you think that they can beat uh, Florida or a Tampa Bay or a Boston come round one this year? I I think I, I, I look at the paper and I go, not a chance. Really? Yeah, not a chance. But game's not played on oh, paper. I disagree. Not yeah. played on paper. Jack Campbell comes back, gets into that, has a short stint where he looks like he did the, the first 35 games. Yep. Austin Matthews and Mitch Marner. Yeah, you got a chance. Yeah. Well, How that, can you that, not? The, the goaltending to me is is it if Campbell comes back and things are great by the way I thought Dubas's comments about Campbell were interesting he was like you know you look at Jack's path and it's up and down it's not a straight line but he goes you know he's someone who would he say thrives under pressure thrives when when things get rocky is that not the opposite of how things have been I I think it would be be some immense accomplishment to see him come back I I don't know where they need him to come I don't know where the sample size for him would have been yeah LA prior Dallas LA uh, um, here, American here Hockey Toron- League here in Toronto, I guess. All, all I think we can agree on this: Kyle Dubas's job, which JD Bunk has tweeted this, and I agree with. His job kind of hangs on on in, on Jack Campbell. It is in Jack Campbell's hands. If Campbell is good, they have a chance in the postseason. And Dubas looks like he built something I, good. I think if you can no say good. that about any team, and I think Montreal okay. is that prime example. Like Carey Price becomes Carey Price. You you go to a Stanley Cup final. Yeah, that. That's 940 save percentage stuff. Yeah. Even if even if Campbell can lift it up to a 915, yeah, you, you have a chance to upset Florida. And maybe if the timing's right, Tampa Bay, which would be a huge upset, guys. Yeah. We're talking about a huge upset. Toronto plays Tampa in the first round and wins. Right. That's a massive, massive upset. Yeah, yeah, I know it's a massive upset because they won two Stanley Cups. I'm just having a hard time with and this look Leafs at what team they that added. has success. They added Ilya Labushkin and, and Mark Giordano to a defense that was pretty good. Mark Giordano. It's not nobody. They, you know, it's not... It's not it's Ryan not McDonough. Chara. It's not Hedman. Well, it's not Sergeyev. No, it's not. I'm, I'm telling you where the imbalance is on, on a series. I'm not sure that the Leafs up front aren't that... I think that the Leafs are better than Tampa up front and that Tampa is better than the Leafs on the back end. And right now, the big advantage to me is in the crease. Well, you win Stanley Cups from the net on out, my friend. And if that's the case, then yeah, you're, you're a big underdog. Because I agree with you that Tampa's D is... I can see the recipe for Florida. To how, they, how they beat Florida. I can see the recipe that they're unproven as well. I know they, ha- I know they added Giroux. I know they have a, the studs up front, but I think they're unproven... Uh, as well terrible goaltending in the playoffs with with Bobrovsky I think there's a questionable goaltending questionable and like I've said before 80% leave fans in that building it's just it's a different feel than going up against a team that is proven that is a team that yeah. like do you think those guys in that team they are licking their in licking their chops about going up against the Toronto... Think, what, what would Steven Stamkos do in a series against the Toronto Maple Leafs in the playoffs? Here's the thing, though. What would I, Kucherov... Like, I just... You're saying there's a recipe to beat Florida. Who I right do. now is on track for a President's Trophy. Or, you know, them... You know, they're in the mix anyway. But they're just... They're just as unproven as the Leafs. They are. Boston, 
Eric Halla, he just traded for Josh Brown. Like Lindholm's a nice addition, but Boston, you know, they got they they're not great all the way through that lineup. I still fear them big time. I know you fear them, but I, I the Leafs beat Boston in the seven game series. They got better with Lindholm. Sure. They got better. A lot better. They got better. You for got a, sure. a, a, a serious minute muncher out there. Okay. Every night, twenty two minutes. And who can beat Jeremy Swayman? who's played 12 NHL yeah. games. I'm just saying, the, I agree I that Tampa is a tough hurdle, and it might be the toughest hurdle in the NHL for them, including if they drew Colorado or Carolina, because Tampa's done it. And it matters. Mm-hmm. Like, we're holding them to a high bar here for a very good team, which I understand is the point. Hold them to a high bar. It's who they're most likely to play, but man. the, the old, like Honestly, what I'm telling myself as a fan is if they match up against Tampa, my only respite is, eh, weird things happen. In the playoffs, <laughs> anything can happen. So, sometimes funny things happen, and yeah. teams win. Like that's my only real thing yes. that I look on. Which is no different. If you were alive and watching since nineteen sixty-eight, yes, correct. <laughs> correct. My, my, hey, fa- my father was there. my father was twelve years old. We, the last we, time. we, we got there. invited to the Stanley Cup playoffs, so everybody's got a chance. So let's look at the other teams and their additions and, and see what we think of their ads. Do you want to start with Tampa since we're talking about them? Tampa went ahead and added. Who did they get? Hagel. Hagel. Which we talked about. Nick Paul. Mm-hmm. Is that it? Yeah. Hagel and Nick Paul. You know, you, you liked uh, Joseph. Which, but I like Paul Hagel a to me is that. a heavier bunting. That's a compliment. And again, I, uh, I love what bunting's been able to do up until this point. Yeah. But I think when the goals aren't there, when the plays aren't there, when the chances aren't there, you're in a position here where the game to me becomes not about skill, but about 50-50 battles, Mm -hmm. puck battles. Nick Paul is sixth in the NHL in one puck battles, like per 60, whatever. SportLogic's number, he wins a ton of puck battles, however you want to grind over. And that's where I think the Leafs... If they, if they get the if they have the puck and they're free willing and they're they're coming through the neutral zone or they got puck possession and they got their 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 cycle going, that's how you're going to beat Florida. Mm-hmm. Not but Tampa. if you are in a position like Saturday night where you're watching Kerfoot and Spezza in a corner going for a loose puck, and Kerfoot pulls out six, eight feet and leaves Spets in there by himself and Spets is fishing for pucks and then ends up taking a penalty. Yeah. You're not going anywhere. Yeah. I mean, it's a real strength of Tampa Bay that they have players who not just contribute offensively, but have that grind to them. It's Sorelli and it's point and it's Palat and now Paul and even got, you know, their bottom, their bottom line right now is Maroon, Belmar and Perry, Ugh. you know, it's a, which by like just fancy that. stats is one of the best lines in the league. So the yeah, other, they're good. The I can other, just picture that line against the Leafs. I know. The only, the other thing Saturday night that six. crushed me too, and I, I liked Clifford coming in. I mm-hmm. thought he gave him some good juice the last couple of games. Yeah, the worst penalty oh ever for a fourth liner. Oh, my. it's like that was my nightmare my whole career. Just don't do. You that. get into a game when your 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 team's in it. Do not take a stupid penalty. Yeah, they were buzzing too. Leafs were playing really well to start that Three, third two period. 3-2 at that point. 3-2 yeah. at that and point. And they Matthews had just hit the post. They were really kind of coming on every Matthews shift, and that, that just broke the game. It just ended the game. 
As soon as he did that, they scored on the pass. Hockey gods punish that every time. Stupid, <laughs> stupid penalty, penalty in the offensive zone in a close game goes in the net 100% of the time. I just feel like with this th- fourth line of the Leafs right now, you can't play two of Clifford, Simmons, and Spezza. Like one of them, yeah, I'm fine with that. But you know, two of those guys in the, the fourth line is just not that great. So their options as a fourth line kipper, it's all skill guys. Like it's, it's going to be Kerfoot down there. Maybe it's Kasha down there. You know, depending which guy you want on the left side with Neil, yeah. Neilander and Tavares. Blackwell is going to be down there. They're not punishing guys. No, they're not. And that's just going to be what they're doing. I I really surprised. I thought I saw Mott went for a fourth. Mm-hmm. I thought Mott was going to go. Like what did Cop get? Me what where, did Cop get? I don't think they've announced it yet. Uh yeah. Well, it's been on Twitter that Cop went. Oh, it's still TBD in terms yeah. of the return. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I I don't know what that went for, but boy, Cop would have been nice. Or Mott would have been Mott nice. Mott would have been nice. Yeah. But he's another guy who's I don't know what he is five ten. You know, it's it's this. Why wouldn't you take the Travis Dermott uh, third rounder and let him keep that and, and take take Mott, Mott instead? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe they maybe they didn't like him as much as us. Maybe they got money. Some... Should oh yeah, let me check. Could be could very well be the the Dermot out thing. Does that phase you one way or the other? I'm happy that he gets another crack at I am it. Too. It's good for the play. And you know, unfortunately for you, and probably a lot of other Leaf fans, the image of the the giveaway against the Montreal Canadiens last year. Correct. <laughs> but I that's where I that. also. Look at style of play, coaching systems, and I, I've always watched Travis Dermott. I thought he's a good player who was just asked to do things that he was not capable of doing. Yeah, and they just stopped giving him a look in a different role. Like he, they kind of, I think they made their mind up on him. You know, they tried him with Riley at some point. It didn't work. They, they tried him in the PK. It didn't work. So what was he going to do? For them, and I think Lilligren and Sandine. Sandine obviously had passed him on the depth chart, but I think Lilligren passed him too. And I think there's a good chance he's a good bet for an acquisition for a team like Vancouver, a mm-hmm. guy who could find it. He can skate well. He's strong. You know, if he gets his confidence going, he could be a player. But wasn't going to happen he, here. So he was made available to the media after the Leafs game on Saturday night, and we had Luke Fox on Leafs Nation post game, and they said they they had been asking for him a lot, and the Leafs never made him available. Then they made him available post game, and he just basically did his. Farewell press conference. Yeah. Like he just uh, talked. He must have he, asked. He, he tossed. Have asked he talked in past oh, tense. He's been trying to get out for a and few he, years yeah. now. He yeah. said that the he said the scratch in the winter classic really hurt. Really? Yeah, he said that it's a game that you really want to play in. Yeah. He got to play in one, but he's like that was one that, that hurt him. So uh, that, that was the official end of it, huh? Well, I think it was probably before that. Yeah. <laughs> but I just he yeah. had, he he's a good he seemed like a good guy. He seemed like a guy that'd be a good teammate, but he just never really worked out here. I can't tell if he was, Greg Wyshynski oh. is joking right now, but he just says, per Kevin Weeks, the Islanders signed Clutterbuck and Parisi to extensions. I'm assuming that's serious. So, Boy, Lou just wouldn't hmm. budge on... Lou's a really loyal guy. Uh, even Chara, I know there was some talk. Elliot mentioned maybe Toronto and uh, uh, a couple of things. And I think Chara was willing to to maybe take one more crack at it. There's no chance he was coming to Canada. No. No, no chance. Yeah. He, he didn't do it last year or the year before. He's not doing it now. I thought the one last chance for Chara would have been going back to Boston, but then they ended up getting uh, Josh Brown. Josh Brown. 
But guy. Lou is the type of guy now, he looks at his lineup and says, yeah, I missed this year. I'm not missing next year. I think they genuinely believe that this year was just, they, they, everything went wrong. You know, they started the year on the road for 14 games. They had the COVID hit right after that. They were out of it immediately. I think they genuinely believe that they're not as bad a team as, actually, if you look at my goal differential, they're almost at even on the season. Like, they, they're not bad. So, I get they think they're not that bad, but boy, they could have could have moved a couple of assets for something, I feel like. Mm. It really, it's shaping up that wh- wh- whoever the Leafs play will be going into the first round underdogs. Massive underdogs, depends on if it's Tampa Bay or not, but might not be the worst thing in the world as long as they can get their game in order, and a lot of things have to happen, including better signs that Jack Campbell's back to where he was in the first half of the season, and Jake Muzzin as well back yeah. to being that, that top four shutdown guy. Could you imagine a world here where in the next 20 games, Campbell doesn't find it? Like they put him in four more times and he just can't stop a beach ball? What then? A very realistic What thing, then? by the way. I mean, then it's Mrazek or Shelgren. Are you, are you writing our, our, our shows <laughs> a month and a half from now? I just Kippers Clippers are going to be red hot after that one. The whole plan is hinging on Jack Campbell finding it. Which is, which in I all honesty, he, he can. He's a good goalie, but in all man, honesty, is the right thing pressure. to do. You're right, considering what was out there. It's not even considering what was out there. Is that you're Kyle Dubas and Brendan Shanahan? You had a plan, and I got to give them at least credit. Sticking they with stuck that. with their plan. They, they weren't bailing. They weren't go, They weren't panicking. No plan B. But th- this is the way it's going to be, and it should be, because good leaders go down with the ship. Well, and you're right. I actually think there's something to be said for, I think the belief is, hmm. I believe in the team I've built in, or built, yes. and we've gotten unlucky. John DeVars was out in game one last year, our plan didn't, you know, a couple turnovers by Alex Galch. I believe in the plan, we're going back with it. And I don't know, right I mean, I'm, I don't have a crystal ball. They may get the last laugh here. Or... It could be Leaf Nation laughing at them. We don't know. But I like the fact that they believe in themselves. Yeah. And they believe in what they've done. And they've doubled down at in the summer. And they've tripled down going into this 2022 trade deadline. Yeah. They didn't they didn't panic. They didn't put the for sale sign on Nylander. They didn't do any of that. They didn't go out and shop for a goalie. Although Harry Carey Sateri is no longer a member of the Toronto Maple Leafs. Did, did Dubas have some quote me. about not being very happy with Armstrong in, in Arizona for that claim? Like, that was... Harry Sateri's 32. What's Arizona going to do with him? They're like, going to keep him. A, and sign him for next year or something? Well, at least keep him. I mean, they've they've got I, a month to figure out if he's I, any good. I guess they got to have a goalie and Wedgwood's out. It's just... Totally. I guess relationships sound important to me in the GM world. If I'm Kyle Dubas talking to Armstrong, I'm like, hey. But if, 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 hey, man. Uh, to my point there, oh, cool. also to my point, and I, I think it was a move too because uh, Joseph Wall hurt himself too. They just wanted another So they needed a goalie, goalie in, in, with the Marlies, the way I see it. Yeah. But he can't be upset for Arizona for picking up. Uh, I know it's Harry competitive Carey. business and and you can't be, but you kind of can. You can kind of be like, I understand you had everyone hey! to do that, but you know, 
Go Hi. stuffing. <laughs> That's a great draw. Yankees have great hot dogs. <laughs> All right, what are we doing? Are we giving away tickets? What? What's the deal oh, with yeah, Cracker Jack? What's the deal with Cracker Jack? <laughs> I love that. Uh, we should probably, we didn't even really mention that Drew went to the Panthers, too. Did he? Yeah. When did that happen? Didn't really bring that no, up. No, we'll talk about lot. that after. Yeah, I want to get into that because I, I don't know if that's Got a couple minutes who's, here. Who's joining us? Who's coming? PJ's coming in at four. PJ Stock is so going to be here shortly. So, so we have a couple minutes if you want to quickly do the, the Giroux thing. Okay. Talk about it. All right. Um, I'd be pissed if I'm a Flyer fan. You, you don't like the return? No. What is the return? It's a, uh, Owen Tippett, a second and a third first, in 2023 and first, 2024? No, it's a first and a fourth. First, first in, in 2024. Owen Tippett can play on a bad team, but I, I don't think he's – he's not going to be ever a, a top player. No. No. Might play in the league consistently. I just can't believe they got away with trading a pick so far in advance, like a first in 2024 or whatever it is. It's, it's Listen, you, some frustration there, I imagine. There is a sense, too, that, you know, general managers, they want to do the right thing and they, you know, good soldier all these years for Claude Giroux. But I would have just said, listen, you, you got to give me, you got to give me two options. Not one, two. Yeah. And if you don't give me two. It's not on me. There's a chance you're staying and you have no chance of winning a Stanley Cup. And I don't care if, you know, they just had a, ceremony for you yeah i don't care but you sit there and and buy into the a player telling you i'll only go to one team then you may have to be the biggest prick of all and say hey claude Giroux, yeah no you're staying i actually think there's some value in gm showing that they will hurt themselves to not help you sometimes like the nylander thing where how much better would dubas have been had they just said you know not that the contract's bad it's a great contract but if they just said you want to go right to the wire, it's just not going to happen. Would that have sent a message to the next guys who came up and future contract negotiations? 100%. Right, and the same with stuff like this where you say, yeah, you could have got something for Drew, but what statement does it make if you showed the so, league your guy who's like, I'm not know, helping you for nothing? Regardless where you think the contract is and, and how it fits today and if it's a bargain or if it's you overpaid, you're absolutely right with the message that it sends. Yeah. And where would Matthews and Marner have been? And it said, you want to go to the wire? Right? I'll do it again. I'm crazy. And it just, it really, <laughs> it really set off. It really set off the domino effect of, of, of what we saw today mm-hmm. and, and the inability to have the cap room to improve your team better than this. Go back to that signing. You're absolutely right. What we saw today yeah. is a direct reflection of the way they handled those four guys in signing them. Yeah. No question in my mind. And then, you had the uh, domino effect saying, well, if he bent over for Willie, he'll bend over for me too. Mm-hmm. Right? Indeed. No, I, there's definitely some value there. But, uh, you know, so if you're Philly, I guess you say you got something. All right. There we go. There was the Giroux. All and, right. Uh, I'm going to quickly read this. Uh, the last, the, it's the last day. So the rivalry train contest, uh, Molson Canadian, two tickets to see the Leafs play the Habs in Montreal on this Saturday, March 26th, coming up this weekend. Plus a round-trip train ticket to Montreal uh, from Toronto and a one-night hotel accommodation. What you have to do is listen to our show for a daily password. Enter it online at our contest page at sportsnet.ca slash 590. Today's password is uh, Sherat. It's, it's Sherat. 
as in Ben Sherrod, who Why? now plays for the Florida Panthers. <laughs> yeah. You will not be seeing him on Saturday night. Uh, this contest runs through today. Today is the last day, and you must be 19-plus in Ontario. Who's Denver. picking? Me. The password. It was me. It was all me. Oh, my God. No, I'm lying. You need some Sherrod help. is you the need password. some help. All right. Okay, we're going to go to break. Over 1,300 viewers right now on our YouTube channel. Doubled anything we've seen all week. We're so happy you are uh, along for the ride. And please give us a like. I want to see how many likes we can get out of 1,300. And hey, big second half of the show, PJ Stocking Kyle Dubas going to join us. Oh, later. my God. It's just <gasps> personality PJ, driven yes. today. Love it. On the Real Kipper and Born Show. All right. Back after this. The code word for today's episode to text 59590 for your chance to qualify for your shot to win Leafs Panthers tickets on March 27th is Barkov. Right back at you, Nick Kiprios, Justin Bourne, now joining us. The key to Sportsnet's coverage. Trade deadline day, PJ Stock. Thank you. I was the key. Or am the key. Depends. Are you talking about the <laughs> TV show or the radio show? It's clear now that those shows, Sportsnet, TSN, just Sportsnet. Today, really, right? well, because of there right? was, there was only country. one network today, yes, I yes. think. Across the country, it's less about the trades now, and it's more personality-driven. Yeah, <laughs> it's it is. Kind of, you you know, got to be good. You got to be on now. Those trades aren't coming anymore. And it's, and it's you know, okay, the trade happens. What does this person bring to the team? What, you know, what has been left behind? We all, you know, everyone can break it down however you want. It's just kind of like, <laughs> but can you juggle while uh, eating a piece of pizza and break it down. That's, no, seriously. That's kind of what it's come to. Uh, this is serious now. How, how is the food? Well, I've been on mostly coffee today. Come mostly on. Mostly coffee. And a, yeah, it's the coffee. Uh, breakfast. Coffee. Breakfast. Sandwiches. Yeah, Tim pizza. Hortons. Tim Hortons. Is there any sponsor that you'd like me to no, plug right now? No, go anybody you want. I little had, Buddha is actually served after the show here. <laughs> uh, I had some Buddha. <laughs> there you go. Perfect. Awesome. Um, Overall, yes, though, you guys, you guys, I'm, I get to be the host here yeah. for the first time. You guys, break some stuff down for me because you guys have been watching this a lot more than I have because I've been on my coffee runs. Actually, All right. today my job was to bring <clears throat> Kelly Rudy and BX a coffee. That's actually why they brought me. And when I said, you coffee, want me to break down? Uh, yeah, well, uh, you on the panel watching your own fights? No, that was, did that happen today? <laughs> yeah, well, no, we were talking about, and I think one. There's a lot of the things that I don't think people break down enough on today is like when you are traded. There's so many ripple effects to a trade. And it happened once in my career, but they're like, okay, you're going... First of all, I thought it was a joke. I was playing for the Montreal Canadiens. Uh, they pull, and I'm the guy that, you know, I'm never in any meeting. I'm cutting people's sticks. I'm, I'm sewing their pants. I'm putting shaving cream in their skates and all the little things. And, you know, we're the Montreal Canadiens, and we're not really doing all that well. I'm new with the team. We're like 20 games in, and um, we, we, we lost. It was 2,000. At the time, it was the most injuries ever. Um, man's game lost. Yeah. It might have been passed with everything in the last couple of years. But we ended up changing our coach from Michel Terrier, sorry, from Alain Vigneault, Michel Terrier became the new coach. Within a couple of weeks, I got traded. And I, he's like, Andre Savard was the GM, and the two of them are sitting there, and they're like, you've been traded. And I thought I was, they were joking. Like, I, I really <laughs> thought they were like, the guys are like getting back, like, out of nowhere, out of the blue, it's like, I play two minutes a night when I do play. Yeah. 
Like what? What are are you serious? Don't you wish though? Sportsnet was around for trade deadline day, so when we got traded, they could talk about us for like an hour because <laughs> they just the most airtime no in your career. No one ever gave us. Ten seconds when we got traded. Meanwhile, I just spent an hour on an Andrew Cop feature. You know? <laughs> it's so true. Yeah, it's what it is. We're all trying to break it down, slice it up as okay so, as you can. So do that for us here, dude. Uh, you do it. You guys are. No. I, I came on to get information for you guys to go back down and put Not it on the tube. A chance. So right, you want to you you're in, you're in the heart of Montreal. Before we get to the Leafs, do you want to touch on uh, the job? Kent Hughes is done and Jeff Gordon because sure. they are loaded up. I don't think they have any players left, but they've got <laughs> a lot play? of draft picks. Uh, Toffoli, Sharat, Lekkanen, and Kulak are all gone. They've received two first rounds in 21 and sorry, 22 and 23, two seconds, 23 and 24, a fourth in 2022, a fifth in 2023, and, and four young players. And, so, and Marty St. Louis. And Marty St. Louis. So that's just, there's my stat that I have. I actually just. Took a picture of information that came across my screen. But I I think they've done a great job. For for one thing is they're calling it a reconstruction, a retool, whatever you want to call it. It's been broken. I think let's go back to even the hiring of, of, of Jeff Gordon. For a long time, the Montreal Canadiens, and we've talked about this on the show for, for many times, that, you know, they only, they almost let the media influence a lot of their decisions. Mm. They have to get someone that... Sounds like this, looks like this. And you don't have to, but they feel that they have to every time. So a lot of times it's it's a francophone person in that position. Well, you're limiting really the, the talent pool. You can go worldly or you can go a small province of Quebec and of the small province, the people that just are involved in hockey and which ones are successful that are going to be running a billion-dollar organization. So I love the fact starting off with Jeff Gordon. I give uh, Jeff Molson a lot of uh, credit for this going outside by hiring a guy from Boston who was with the Boston and the Rangers and an Anglophone to come in and get things started. And first thing he did, he went out and, you know, he identified some things, took his time, no rush, gets a general manager that hasn't been a general manager before, but has been opposite of the general manager, kind of has been the agent. Mm-hmm. So it complements the, the, the job that, that uh, Jeff Gordon did. So you now you have Jeff Gordon was a former GM. Now you have an agent. You have two minds working together. And then they go and get someone that they're familiar with, which is, I, this is still the baffling one, but it was Marty St. Louis, and you don't know what you're going to get. But three things that are way outside the box, and it's short, but it looks good. Mm. And then let's look at the moves they've made, the players that they've got rid of and, and who they've brought in. All the players that they've brought in, forget about the picks, but the players are all former first-round picks. They're young players um, they're going to be with a bunch of first-round picks coming in as well. They're going to rebuild that core, that young core. And I think it has to start in Laval. You can't turn around a team and make it an NHL winning team just like that. You need to have support coming up from the American Hockey League. And they they have no one. Well, that, that's my question, though, is can you tear it down too far? Like, when I look at the Canadians, yep. like, who's going to play for this team? Like, they were last this year or close to last, whatever they are, with last. the names you mentioned. With Toffoli and Kulak and these guys they just traded, I mean, presumably they're going to be awful. I mean, I've, I've seen Buffalo try to be awful and turn around, never pulled it off. Edmonton tried to be awful, never turned it around. Like, it's not easy to be abjectly awful and then turn it around. Is it too far for Montreal? 
How long? It's a great, it's yeah, how long? I guess how long does how it long? take well, to get better? I, I think that I thought they would have re-signed uh, Lekanen today because of your exact point. You need players. Play. You need players that are going to play and play the right way. I like him too. He, because he's a coach's dream. As long as you understand that he's not going to get, he'll get you 15 goals. End it there. Yeah. But he'll do everything right on the other side of the puck. You what can, did, his extension? Did they sign him? I don't know if they, they Colorado. No, they haven't. I haven't heard anything yet. But they went to Colorado, and not for a big asking price, a second and another young player. Um, but yes, you're going to need warm bodies because you want to put all these guys in Laval. Teach them to win there. The Laval team has not made the playoffs like seven of the last eight years. Every player that they've brought up hasn't really been impactful uh, at all. And and the Canadians have so many holes in their lineup that a Cole Caulfield steps in right away. Uh, um, uh, Romanov steps in right away. Mm-hmm. A Suzuki steps in right away. A Keiki steps in right away because these are young players that should be developing, but the Canadians are so porous that these young guys are needed at the top level, so there's nothing at the bottom level either. So I... I Kudos to Kent Hughes, Jeff Gordon, and what the Montreal Canadiens organization are doing now on paper. Yeah, we'll, we'll, on, <laughs> we'll see who goes on the yeah. rink. BJ Stock is joining us here on the Real Kipper and Bourne Show. One more on Montreal before we move on uh, to your thoughts about the Toronto Maple Leafs. Toasted or a uh, question? Toasted or steamed hot dogs? Uh, <laughs> oh, steam uh, all day. Toasted. Steam all day. Yeah, yeah. Oh, toasted. Oh. Yeah. Toasted. This is like the wheels or the doors. That's why we work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah the yin and the yang. <laughs> That's right. I, I, Carey Price, yes. the, the feeling is that he wants to get his handful of games in just to make sure that uh, he goes into the summer feeling like uh, he, he got something in. What do you do with Carey Price? Where is he in all him. of this? You move him. I, I like the fact that you, what you're saying is what if I'm the organization, that's what you have to do. He's coming off one of the best goaltender performances um, in the playoffs. You know, they brought you carry the Canadians. Yes, there were some other strengths to the team as well, but Carey Price was all worldly. Yes. Uh, during the regular season for the last three years, I've come on the show with you guys, and I don't know why we keep saying he's this, you know, because he hasn't been. And then last year in the playoffs, he's like, shut up, PJ. I'm just <laughs> going to be great. And he was. Uh, so everyone's looking at him. Maybe he can do this for our team. Maybe he can do this for our team. And then this year comes around, and I don't know, with all those names we mentioned before the Canadians stink, but they are missing one of their main pieces, which was Carey. So yeah. I think they, want, they, have, they have to get him in. They have to, it's almost show and tell. They have to get him in to show other teams that he's healthy because uh, at first he took time away from the game for personal reasons. And then there was a knee injury that was supposed to be fixed. And then it's come back. And I don't know. And I don't want to speculate. But I think the organization has to get him in for games for A, for them to understand what they have. B, for other teams to understand what they have. And C, for Kerry to understand where he is in his career. Yeah, I think that's fair to give him that opportunity, too. Um, so I'll jump off Nick here, and, uh, and we'll do, do the Maple Leafs now. They added Mark Giordano. Yeah. They added Colin Blackwell, uh, Labushkin a little bit before that. Have they added enough in this division? What, what are your thoughts on where the Leafs are at and their chances as they head towards the postseason? Oh, man. <laughs> I know we're... Oh, man. Of- Start with <laughs> yeah. oh, man. Yeah. That's not a good sign no, for Sammy. Not a, no, not a just, glowing review. Okay, Sammy, listen, let me just start off by saying this. They are offensively one of the top teams in the league. Can score. Amazing. Fun to watch. Uh, could run and gun. Puck possession. Uh, power plays on awesome. It's fun to watch the way the game is called during the regular season. The problem is when the playoff comes, and, and we don't know why this happens in hockey, and it doesn't happen in almost any other sport, but the rules tend to change a little. Mm-hmm. And that is the one thing that concerns me a little bit um, with the way this team has b- gone out every year in the last, what is it, 
four consecutive five. years, five consecutive yeah. years. I tried to just say 1967. <laughs> okay, but I just think they have, dude. And I, I use the term grit, and people sometimes get mad at me, but I don't mean physical grit. It's sometimes it's it's that mental grit. And I look at that play by Austin Matthews the other night, the cross check to to Darlene, and I don't encourage it whatsoever. It was I thought he should have got more than two games, but but <laughs> I like seeing that. Yeah. I, I want to see that. I want him to to have moments of that in the game whenever someone takes the puck off his stick. I want him to have that jam to get it back and to make the guy pay for taking for him. And I want to see other guys have that mentality. Because once you get to the playoffs, as you guys know, that's they're not calling the – you're not going to get those power play chances. You're not going to be allowed the free wheel. It's, it's hard-nosed hockey. And a lot of these teams are adding depth and bigger bodies – and the, the Leafs' top guys can run and gun with anyone. And they've tried to add um, physical grit throughout the lineup at different times. It's the mental grit. They have the talent. It's that compete, that jam. I, I, again, I want to swear here to use a different word, but they have that mm, in them to be like, no, no, not, not anymore. So I love the Mark Giordano edition uh, because I think he has that compete. And I think it's hard when you add depth guys to a team like uh, a Wayne Simmons who plays limited minutes and, and you expect his grit to be contagious. It is, but it's short-lived because he's not on all the time. You, you tried to bring in Joe Thornton. Joe didn't belong on the top line. Right. So Joe tried to play a certain way, but other players, like, he's not in the right way, in, in the right position. If you have one of those, uh, Kipper, as you know, the, the length of winning the cup and, and the sacrifices, you need that Mark Messier to have that jam, and it trickles down the lineup. It's hard for it to trickle from the fourth line the other way, but when the first line guys do it, it's and Giordano is going to be playing. I think big minutes, can, and I think he has that. Can, I, I think he has. You, that. you think at uh, thirty-eight, he can still play every other night a top four? Again, it depends on how taxing the minutes are going to be. I'm just trying to listen. I'm trying to put lipstick on a pig right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying my best, guys. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm not no. gonna lie. Like if they're 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 going up against probably Tampa in the first round. Yeah, that's a problem. That's the problem. Right. That's really the problem because we're all going to do comparables, and this is what we're going to do. And again, the Leafs, I like them, and everyone likes them because of a lot of things that are going well. Question mark school tending whatever. But yeah, do you feel like they should have done something there? You know, go back, look at the, besides Tampa Bay in the last two years with Vasilevsky being the guy, a yeah. stud goalie, a performer. Okay. And I'm not going to be in the right order here, but let's go before that. Let's say St. Louis. Bennington came out of the minors that year to go on a run. Washington, it ended up being Holtby, but I forget who they even started the playoffs with that year. Right. They started with Grubauer. another goal. Grubauer. Uh, Pittsburgh back-to-back in the year. One year, Fleury started. Murray's the one that finished. Yeah. The year before that, they had three goalies in the playoffs. Um, you can add in... Another team in Chicago. Chicago started the year with Antti Ranta, and then they started the playoffs with someone that had to go to the bathroom in the playoffs. Do you guys remember this? He left the game. Antti Niemi was in there at some point. He fin- no, Crawford is the one that finished. Niemi okay, yeah. was earlier. Okay. Niemi was earlier. Who's Scott Darling? Scott Darling, thank you. <laughs> oh, my Sammy. God. How do you remember <laughs> that? awesome. Yeah, Can't remember my email password, but I remember that. <laughs> thank you. Do you guys not remember he had to leave one I of the do. games? I do, yeah, yeah. Yes. So, so, yeah, they're all not studs. And they just got to get... Carey Price has three mediocre years, but he was hot last year from game five to game, like, so four games against Toronto, four games against um, Winnipeg. Uh, then he went on... A, a, then it was Vegas, you know, another five games. I think it was 4-2 there, or 5-1. And then he lost in the finals. Really, we're talking about 13 games, 15 games. Three weeks of hockey, you need a goalie to get hot for. Right. And that's... Do you think Campbell can get hot? 
for 13 games. And the games that he's not hot, you spent a hundred gazillion dollars on your offense. Maybe they can win you a game one of those nights. That'd be nice. There've been a few that they've uh, they've been able to between Matthews and and Marner. Are you one of those guys that uh, feels like it's a great message this time of year where uh, general managers reward your team? Because I was always the belief that yeah, I want to see my team improve as as long as I'm not the one right, leaving so out the, the one door. Leaving, right. <laughs> oh, yeah, Kipper, we're going to make a run. We're trading <laughs> you. Uh, yeah, I I think, you know, it was uh, Milan Lucic that said it this week, um, and he said, I, when I bring in Tyler Toffoli, and he said that Brad Trelevin, he's saying, I love that Brad Trelevin thinks that we're good and we're going to make a run, and he's going to give us the pieces to be successful. And it kind of, uh, you know, Milan's on the third, fourth line, fourth line, I guess you can say it. But um, they have the swagger. Like, it just yeah. gives them that, you know, and then they add a little bit more, and they think, oh, we can make a run. We're good. We're this. By the way, I think Calgary, the way Calgary is built, they are built for the playoffs. Yeah. Compared to uh, a, a truck. Kipper, you're about to get excited. Uh, yeah, I am, because so, I went on breakfast television today, and I said, go, going, hours. Go, going yeah. into <laughs> the 3 p.m. today, I would be more worried if I'm Colorado chasing Calgary, then Calgary's chasing Colorado. Yeah. And they, I think after the day, Colorado had to make some moves at the end. They brought in Cogliano and, and Lekkonen from Montreal to add that third-line depth because they can score. Yeah. But what happens when they, they're going to get into those grit games? And back to the Leafs, when they get into those grit games, and that's why they're always trying to add those type of players because you have the top-end guys. The best is if your top-end guys could play that way. And, and that's... Well, that's what Tampa does so well with Point and Sorelli and Palat and all those guys that really play. Bergeron, the teams that have won, O'Reilly, you know, Kopitar when they were in Taves and Crosby and all those studs. And this is a year where, you know, Matthews Marner, Nylander, Tavares, uh, it's the big four. Unfortunately, you have to bring them into account because they eat up so much of the cap space and they log so many minutes. They have to make that change. Or or I'm concerned that if it does not work this year, it's not going to work. So, yeah, no, I think that's a fair assessment. And we were saying, like, Dubas has kind of handed his job to Jack Campbell and said, you know, based on your performance. But, well, I hold on. I also, as much as it's goaltending, and I'm going to go back to last year's playoffs as well. You, you can blame the general manager to a certain extent. Uh, you can blame the goaltending. You can blame this. The coach has to be brought into this a little bit as well. I'm just saying last year I thought they tried to go the uh, Matthews line up against the Phil Dano line. Mm-hmm. Night after night after night after they said, night. We're not afraid of them. We're, We're not, not going to run away of... from him. Yeah. Well, you lost. Yeah. You know, it's sometimes you got to kind of, you know, flip the switch and be like, okay, you might have won this little battle, but for us to win the war, change it up. And they didn't. So I think that players have learned. I think the general manager has learned. And I think the coaches learned. So I'm really excited about this year, except for I'm concerned about who they're going up against. Like, if you had to pick a team to come out of the East today, like the West is there's is, is going to be fun, but if you yeah. look at the East, Tampa looks awesome, Florida looks awesome, and and all those other teams are really good hockey teams too. But it's every if we do it's all we do is by comparables. I mean, yeah. So if it's going to be it's tough. Just just look again at that uh, Atlantic Division. If we go down uh, Florida, Tampa Bay, Toronto, and say Boston, in Boston okay. for sure. So the, the East got, is done. Yeah, you got in Florida. You got Claude Giroux, Verhage, and Barkov. Toronto, you got Matthews, Bunting, and uh, Marner. Marner, that's uh, that's okay. You've that's got, the wash. You've now got keep going. Point, yeah. Kucherov, and Palat, and you've got Bergeron, Pasternak, and Pasternak Marchand. and Marchand. 
Which which line are you on? Are you are you betting on? I, I don't know if that's the line Matthews? I'm betting on. Still Matthews. I think it's the second line we got to bet on because that's you. I think, and that's the big thing. You know, Kipper, when you guys won, who was your third line? Mateau. Yeah. And uh, Noonan. Mato, 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 Mato. Yeah, he had a contribution double overtime. That's what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> right? I know what the Noonan, big... underrated. Yeah. Sleeper pickup. And that's why Calgary, I love their third line. I love their fourth line. I love their depth. I love I, I, I love Tampa Bay. They went out and made some trades to that depth. Florida, depth. And that's the concern. I don't think my Bruins did enough today. I think they added some on the left side of the fence, but... Since they've lost Krejci, that second line has been missing. Some I like of. I like Lindholm. Yeah, I really do. And he, at six and a half, it's a decent number when you put it up against uh, uh, McAvoy. Yep. How about DeBrusque signed right? and then didn't I get thought traded? He was getting traded for sure. That was weird. So He's like, still going to get traded in the just, summer. Yeah. Yeah, no, I know, but you needed something, I think, today for that yeah. second line hole. I thought yeah. um, it made sense for him to sign. Yeah. Because it's an easier asset now to move with two more years remaining. Right, and his qualifying offer is for four. He gets four eight or million something. sheets, so he's happy, right? You're, in a, you're in looking a, at you're looking at Pittsburgh and Boston, two cores that are getting running out of runway, and you have to, I think, go down swinging. I don't think I think Pittsburgh finally made a move at the end. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hurdle, who did they bring in? I forget who they brought in. Pittsburgh about Raquel. Raquel, Raquel, Raquel. Raquel, thank you. Uh, Bruins in it. So, I, I mean, again, I, I never go against Pittsburgh or Boston in the playoffs because of the experience, the leadership, and all that stuff. But the other teams are darn good. And then the flip side is Toronto's amazing, but we all question them because of that, the history and the mental grip and grit. And are they willing to, are they finally going to make that switch? And we're going to find out because they're starting off probably against Tampa Bay. <laughs> yeah. <I don't> <laughs> All right, we got to get him out of here. Sixty-two games isn't enough for you to say. Can they make that switch or not? It's it's the no, it's it's not. It's the I didn't way see it's the called. switch on Saturday it's night. It's the way it's called in the playoffs. Yeah. that's all that it is. It's just it, it's it's the way it's called in the playoffs. And are they are they able to? I almost wish they started changing the way the games are played now. After the trade deadline, okay, it's playoff hockey. Let's start letting a little bit go more and let these guys because. It's a switch like this, and, so, and I don't think the Leafs have been able to turn it on as much as other teams have been uh, in the last so many years. Anyways, I got to go put more makeup on. Yeah. Well, listen, <laughs> we're just happy we've got you. I know you're going back. Uh, you guys are going live till what ten or eleven tonight? Tomorrow. But it's a, it's tomorrow a two morning. Day, two day. <laughs> two day. Yeah, not enough happened today. Yeah. So yeah. we're gonna carry it. Uh, born, thank you for, for this. For, yeah, forget about for coming on, man. We appreciate it. It should be real borny, like real. Nah, no, no real... there's not a lot of born imposters out there. There's, there's we don't know if he's real yet or not. Yeah. <laughs> We're working on it. If uh, forget the the GM of the day, who who is the personality of the day at Sportsnet? You or Colby? Oh, Colby's a close second. <laughs> That's good. That's good. <laughs> good, Have a good one, boys. Yeah, thanks, man. Appreciate BJ Stock. Joining us. Okay, uh, Sammy, you want to give away more uh, peanuts on a train or are we good? <laughs> now we're good.